Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your first look for the match. That's right, the match part four. We're breaking it down. We're looking forward to it. Sia Najad is here. Sia, welcome. Happy July 4th, everybody. Please be careful with your fireworks if you choose to use them. And uh, we got a lot of golf coming up. I mean, we got the match, and we got a, a couple tournaments right after that. So I'm excited. New record. We've dated the show 55 <laughs> seconds into it. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Sia broke the seal. Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, happy 4th. Yes, um, and same to you all and everybody listening and watching, however you're consuming. I was thinking about my opening remarks coming in, and I was saying, who's going who's gonna to break the seal first? I would just, uh, if, Sia, if you didn't do it, I was going to date it immediately. I think I would have gotten to it a little quicker than you, but uh, <laughs> hey, this is, how, this is how everything fell. So here we are. Here we are, gentlemen. Tuesday's match uh, is interesting. So this is the ongoing series of matches, Sia, that we have seen over the past couple of years. We did Tiger versus Phil. We did Tiger versus Phil again. We did the one where it was Phil and Charles Barkley against Steph Curry. And who was the fourth? Who was the fourth? Um, it was uh, Peyton. Oh, Peyton Manning. Apologies, Peyton Manning. And here we are for the fourth edition. This one, Bryson DeChambeau making his match debut will be paired with Aaron Rodgers, and they will battle the winning team from last time, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. It's going to be really exciting. I mean, I I love the fact that we have two quarterbacks here, like as we sort of swing towards football season, if you will. Aaron Rodgers the NFL MVP. We've got Tom Brady, the Super Bowl MVP. Both of them are, you know, we'll talk about it. Pretty good golfers. You know, one's a little bit better than the other. But uh, I think this is this actually presents an interesting betting opportunity. Uh, I think a good one, which we'll talk about shortly. Yeah, we'll talk about we got to talk about the format, the course, the players, the odds. We got to talk about all that. But Greg, uh, if we're looking ahead to the match five, who would you like to see in this? Is there anybody? I mean, they've been sticking with athletes. I assume that's what they're going to stick with. I don't know if we're going to get to movie stars eventually, but like, where are we? Where are we going here in the future? Oh man, that's a good question. I, I'm not really sure. I I wonder. Does it have the thing about summertime? Is it's on July 6th? It's on a Tuesday. I totally get that. It doesn't compete with the PGA Tour, but there's a lot of golf to watch this time of year as Sia alluded to earlier. So um, there's no shortage. So my preference is when this happens in the fall, I thought the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. match was, um, was, was a great idea. 
uh, a great time, a great day, a great choice in, in that regard. Um, but that takes football players out of it. So in a strange yeah. way, I would like to see football players out of it, not because they're football players, just because I like it in, I like it to be in, uh, in not in the heart of golf season in the, um, in the short vacation holiday period for the PGA tour players. I, I think it's great and a must to have at least two PGA tour players. Um, I, I don't know if it'd be very interesting to have more than two, but you have to have it at least two to me. I, I think we learned that in the match three. So um, I don't really have a great answer uh, for you. Athlete wise. There are so many, you're going to put Michael Jordan in there. Um Ooh. You know, there are a couple that of other really nice players. That would be must-see television. Right? Yeah, if, that if would be amazing. they got MJ, first of all, they probably can't pay him enough. But if you could get MJ, woo! Yeah, they MJ, maybe like MJ, Wayne Gretzky, or MJ and Tom Brady. You could get a oh, couple. There's a couple have, of goats you could have. You could have it be have. like, right, you could have it be like the goats edition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're doing be, the work for them. Yeah. <laughs> right, it could be really cool. The goat, maybe you get more than, maybe there's more than four guys one time. You have three PGA Tour players, and you have three goats from other. That would be pretty cool. All right, we'll work on that. The Reserve at Moonlight Basin, Big Sky, Montana, relatively new course. It's a Jack Nicholas design. See you from 2016. And um, if you're just looking at the scorecard, it's gonna be pretty eye popping. They can literally stretch this course out to eight thousand yards. That's an eight eight thousand yards, but 7,500 feet above sea level, lots of elevation changes, certainly not going to play to the full number, no matter whatever they make that number. Yeah. And I, I would almost take, I mean, it's not that I would take length out of it, but, but you're right. It's so mitigated by the altitude and by, I think there's a, a par five that's 700 and some yards, but it's like all downhill. So the seven, seven seventy seven, the 17th hole. If we get there, 777 oh. yards. Oh, we have to get there somehow. I mean, they got to make that happen. I want to see how far Bryson hits it downhill in altitude. I think that would be super fun. But yeah, I mean, again, I don't think length is going to be a gigantic factor here, even though on its face, it does look like it's going to be a big factor. But I'm interested to see this course nonetheless. I mean, I, I think it's going to be the optics, I think, are going to be interesting. The uh, speaking as an amateur golfer, Greg, the hardest thing I think for amateurs is when you get on these courses with a lot of elevation change, one calculating it correctly, but I assume they're going to have, um, they, they'll probably have the, the lasers with slope on, or they'll have caddies or they'll be able to figure it out, but then committing to that number, right? When it looks like, how am I going to hit this pitching wedge 200 yards or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like actually committing to that. I think is more difficult for the amateurs, of course. Right. Well, you're not used to making amateur. I'm saying it as if I'm, I shouldn't be included in that. I like to say recreational players, right? Players who aren't tournament golfers. They're not uh, necessarily preparing with launch monitors and things like that before their rounds. It It is a challenge because you're looking at your train to look at the actual yardage. And what professional golfers know is it's never the actual yardage. There's always a reason why it plays something different. Maybe you want to leave it short of the whole location. Maybe it's the morning. Maybe the air's a little heavy. Maybe it's a little hotter. Maybe you have adrenaline pumping. Um, so all of these things for a PGA Tour player, um, for a tournament golfer, all those things change regularly. Every time you tee it up, it's different than your stock numbers. And so for that reason, it just changes more. And all of a sudden, I, I tell my players, you got to come up with your new number. 
whatever, whatever your first number is, you don't have to hit your pitching wedge 200 yards. It's going to be, okay, it's 25 yards downhill. It's 10 downwind. So that's 35 yards. So now my 100 and let's just say for easy numbers here, my 130 yard pitching wedge is now going to go 165 just right there. And then I want to leave it short of the flag and it's firm and it's going to bounce. So I need to land it. at the, And all of a sudden you say, okay, so this shot's playing 135. That's a normal pitching wedge. And mm-hmm. you see where it goes. So yeah, it is a challenge. It won't be much of a challenge for Phil. I, I do have a, a theory that Bryson kind of struggles with elevation change sometimes. Ooh. Um, I don't know how, how he's going to handle that, but, um, but I wonder, he seems to do really well on flat golf courses. Just, Let's, I'm just saying, but anyway. all right, well, let's, let's talk about these guys in, you know, individually here. So Phil Mickelson, see, uh, he's to me, the, the most known entity in this field, obviously a lot more questions about Bryson DeChambeau, Phil, he is what he is. He's going to hit it far. He's probably going to be inaccurate, and he is going to be in the ear of Tom Brady uh, throughout the entirety of this. And he is going to be acting as not only player, but coach here. And he's going to say, hey, Tom, it breaks this much. Here's where you need to hit it. Here's your shot. All that good stuff. That's the most known entity in this event. I agree. And I think it's going to be, I, I think that's actually going to keep them in the match a little bit. I mean, they're, they're obviously underdogs here, which we'll get to, but I, I think that dynamic is going to be very far superior to the dynamic we're going to see with Aaron Rodgers and Bryson. And by the way, I think they're going to get along and they're going to laugh, but in terms of like the actual tutelage, I think Tom Brady is going just to be really receptive to that. And Phil's going to do a really good job in terms of just kind of informing him hole to hole shot to shot. Whereas I don't know that we're going to see that with Bryson and Aaron. The other professional, of course, Bryson DeChambeau, who making a lot of headlines, Greg, and not all of them are for golf, right? I mean, we are now uh, without Tim Tucker, so presumably someone else will be on the bag when they get to Montana. And you mentioned the kind of the calculations that go into maybe differing differing elevations. Um, He is going to hit some shots that are going to have outrageous numbers to them. I mean, the, some of these drives he is going to be able to hit around this place are going to be eye popping, but we've never seen him in this format. So I'm really interested to see how he kind of uh, adapts to it. The Bryson is a definitely a strategy player, which is why he's an interesting pairing with Phil. These are the two guys that think about a strategy on each shot. I would say, um, at a more in-depth level, or at least that's what they share with us. We hear a more in-depth level of strategy from Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau than anybody else on tour, which is why this is a fascinating group. Um, how is Bryson going to strategize with uh, with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. It's yet to be seen. Is It's one thing when your strategy of hit it as far as you can and go find it and hit it again – you can work that strategy when you pay the price for your errant tee shot, right? When I can scramble, <laughs> I know Phil can hit driver everywhere because he knows he can scramble. I I, I know that my, on my next shot, I'm going to be able to manufacture something. Well, your partner, especially if they're a, you know, a three, five, eight handicap, whatever these guys are, they're all in somewhere in that range. I have um, them, yeah. Yeah, then then um, you don't know what you're going to get from there. So it'll be interesting to see what Bryson does. But I expect to see a lot of drivers and I expect to see them go, um, as you said, Rick, eye popping distances. 
Bryson DeChambeau's partner is Aaron Rodgers. They are the favorites, minus 180. And see, uh, Aaron Rodgers plays to a three and a half handicap. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, I put that in air quotes. I don't know how realistic or how uh, reliable these are. I have Tom Brady's as well. He's an 8.1. But Aaron Rodgers, from what we have seen, which is not nearly as much as Tom Brady, we've seen him in a couple of pro-ams, some of these kind of one-off events, pretty decent game. He's got a nice little transition, nice little lag. Uh, I tend to think that a lot of this comes down to short game, which is how we saw Phil and Barkley kind of dismantle Steph Curry and Peyton Manning's because those guys were constantly putting for par. They weren't able to hit their chip shots close enough. So I, I wonder about Aaron Rodgers' short game, but the swings uh, you know, for, for recreational amateur status is pretty good. Yeah, and I've actually gathered the strokes gain metrics uh, versus other NFL players. No, I, I'm joking. Oh my god! I thought you <laughs> what, can you imagine? I, you had me for a second. I was like, where did you get that? <laughs> no, I just I just went on Twitter and I just gathered as much information as I could and I pieced something together. No, but but the point is, I I actually think from a betting standpoint, that's where the obvious edge is. And, and even if you think Bryson's going to be super erratic and find himself in places that are just kind of unbelievable on the course. I think Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady is sort of why this this line is what it is. And, and I got to say, I, I think I think Aaron Rodgers is just good enough. Believe this is such a funny quote. I think Aaron Rodgers is just good enough to bail out Bryson DeChambeau and to actually beat <laughs> Phil and Tom Brady. All right, that leaves us with one l remaining golfer. That is Tom Brady. Greg, again, playing to an 8.1, supposedly, and we have actually seen him play in a match like this before. And what, at least from what I can remember, it wasn't that pretty. He wasn't that good. He had that one, he had that one hole out early in um, the, the Tiger and, and Phil match, which was, which was splendid. But um, I, I don't remember him being all that impressive. <laughs> And <laughs> in the first one, he was terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, he hold the shot, which was nice. And that woke him up, but he yeah. played terrible. Um, and he would admit that that's nothing new. If you go back and watch it, it was really bad for a while. I mean, <laughs> they were looking for a lot of Tom Brady's golf balls, but that being said, the difference between a three and a half handicap and an eight handicap is so, uh, unreliable. Right. It, mm. It's a, extremely unreliable in the game of golf because yeah. you have pressure, which plays a huge role. It's a huge factor. How are these guys going to handle pressure with their golf game? We know they can handle pressure uh, under center, but what are they going to do with their golf game? And the other thing is, what what's the course fit like? Do they like the holes out there? Or Tom Brady may just not have liked medalists very much. And I can tell you. The first five times I played medalist, I didn't like it very much either. Um, and pretty much every time I played it, it didn't like me. So it, it can be, you don't know what the golf course is going to do to these guys. And whoever likes it more may have a, a much better chance. So I'm I'm very curious to see. I I feel pretty good about Brady and Manning. Uh, Brady and Mickelson. Wow. Jeez, listen, uh, excuse me. Um, I, I, think, I think that Mickelson and... Brady have a great little chemistry going yeah. and I think Brady's going to have a completely different uh, vibe about him this go around. I, I am still very much up in the air. So I'm going to make you guys get on the record first here. So here's where we stand. This is a modified alternate shot format. That means all four golfers are going to tee off. And then th as a team, they will choose which drive they want to use and will play alternate shot from there. So if Rogers pipes one down the middle, 
Bryson would hit the second shot, then Rodgers, then Bryson, obviously, so on and so forth until they are in. And it's match play, uh, not stroke play. So once you're in, it's over. Bryson DeChambeau, Aaron Rodgers, minus 180 to Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady's plus 140. Sia, who wins this? You know what's interesting is if you read between the lines in terms of what Greg was just saying, I think what he was really trying to tell us is that Tom Brady is better under pressure than Aaron Rodgers. That's that's what I gathered from that, and I think that's why he ultimately is picking Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. I am on the other end of this bet. I understand the juice is really heavy. Uh, I think I, I don't want to say it's rightfully so. I mean, it's probably I, I, if if I was thinking this up and in making the line, I would probably would have made it like 160 or minus 160 or something. I just think Bryson with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers being the key part of that tag team, I think they have a pretty big advantage. So I'm going to go ahead and pay the juice. Honestly, if this got up to like minus 190, minus 200, I'd probably still take it. Wow. Sia is on Bryson and Rodgers. I don't mind that. I mean, listen, I'm trying to figure it out here. Greg, what side are you taking? Yeah, I'm taking uh, Phil and Brady. Um, It has less to do with... See, here's the thing for me. I think we learned this in the very first match. Um, I'm sorry, not the first one. We learned this in the most recent match. Yes. The professional is much more important than the amateur. Big time. Now, big time. And I just... I think Phil steps up it's not that phil's uh, you know head and shoulders above bright bryson in a regular pga tour event i would take over phil just about every time pretty much in every single situation actually in every single situation in a regular four-round pga tour event i'd take bryson over phil but phil steps up in these he plays a different game he loves these things and i think phil's going to be in his element and play some of his best golf. So yeah, that's a big part of the reason why I'm going Phil and Brady. Full disclosure, the last match that we had, that was the Mickelson Barkley Manning Curry match was the biggest bet I've made in a very long time. I thought it was very clear when you get an opportunity to take the pro in an amateur game, you take the pro in an amateur game and it didn't end up being all that close. They were dogs in that matchup as well. Um, I tend, I think I'm on the Phil Brady side as well, Greg. And, you know, there's just something super valuable about Phil in this format where he does play coach. I don't know how many shots that's worth. There is something valuable to Brady playing in this before. I also think there's something valuable about Brady being a little bit embarrassed in this before. You know what I mean? He had that one great shot that went viral, but like he was, he was getting trashed for, a long time in that match. And I'm not sure he's going to let that happen. It can't again. get worse, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I am not nearly as confident, but I believe I will be taking the Phil Tom Brady side at plus 140. I'm nervous. Well, though. it's it here sounds we like we it sounds like we have to come up with a fun bet since I'm <sighs> on an island here. Oh. Okay. What do we want to do? <laughs> we'll have to figure this out. Um I don't know. Okay, so Tuesday, when, what do we know what time this starts on Tuesday? Five o'clock Eastern. Five Eastern on Tuesday. These guys are going off. There's going to be a bunch of props too. Longest, longest drive, who wins the first hole, who's leading at the turn, all that good stuff. So there's going to be plenty of wagering opportunities if just the straight money lines do not tickle your fancy. Yeah, ultimately, those things are what this is all about, right? Um, I, I think that's where you get the real intrigue. That's the unique element to this. So, uh, yeah, those will be interesting to watch through the through the day. 
All right. Anything else before we get out of here? I think we covered that all pretty well. I, I think, oh, just real quick, the conversations between Bryson and Aaron, I'm really curious to see if we, if like, <sighs> if Bryson throws in like a Brooks comment or if Aaron Rodgers throws in like, I'm out of Green Bay comment. Like, I think there's going to be some news coming from those conversations. I wow. want Aaron Rodgers to bring Jeopardy questions with him and, and quiz the other guys and see how that goes. <laughs> that would be fun. Right? See how smart these guys are. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it'd go fascinating group. It really yeah. is fascinating stuff. All right. That'll do it. Obviously back on Monday for the full DFS preview for the John Deere classic Tuesday's mega preview pod round by round recaps, all that good stuff. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there is Sia Najad, who you can find on Twitter at Sia Najad, Greg Ducharme. You can find at the real GFD and you can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.